Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, and whenever you are. I am Nicole BZ, and this is the liminal space, the space in between. This podcast is designed for you, the visionary, the trailblazer, the creative, the entrepreneur, the dreamer, the doer, the person who woke up one day and just couldn't keep faking it. The status quo didn't need to be challenged. It needed to be destroyed. And you found yourself in this very space, the in-between. I focused for the first season and the first few years of this particular business and playing it very safe. Straighty 180, business, systems, structures, processes, financials, calendars, timelines, goals, metrics, deliverables. And don't get me wrong, those are fantastic tools in business. Even in a completely spirit-led business. And if you don't know what that means, then the rest of this podcast might not be for you. (laughs) Because as I have started, launched, failed, saved, and lived now over 40 different businesses, things have gotten a lot less linear. They've gotten a lot less predictable and they've gotten a lot less safe. The benefits have been, the rewards have been unexpected, immeasurable, and bigger and crazier than I had ever dreamed. And you'll hear people say, if you don't risk it, if you don't risk big, you're not going to win big. And I don't like to put things into boxes like that anymore. I think you can absolutely win big and also play it safe. It's just going to be a slightly different playbook than the person who's willing to bet it all. And you're probably coming from a very different place than that person. The point is, these next three episodes are going to be the transition. The transition from me being the straighty 180 business coach to being incredibly real and vulnerable and honest with you about how I really do it. These episodes, I pull cards to help me figure out what's energy I'm really trying to convey and tap into for you, the listener, and for me as the jibber jabber, (laughs) the communicator. And sometimes, man, I'm editing some of these episodes just being like, the fuck are you talking about, BZ? But I also trust that if you need to hear it, it'll totally land. And if you don't, you won't keep listening to it. So it's all good. These really are for me. They're for me to process. They're for me to capture where I've been and to give me some resources as to where I'm going. They are my own creative expression that is evolving and it had to get out. It had to be done. I had to create this space so that I could bring in more. And I'll also be really honest, I haven't really listened to those first 30-something episodes. It's hard. It's hard going back and listening to where I was, gosh, like six, is that accurate? Yeah, no, 10, eight months ago. Math. 
because I I think I've died like 27 different times in between then and now. And again, if you're listening to this, I trust, you know, I mean, an ego death. I mean, old constructs, old expectations, old ways of doing things, old identities have all fallen by the wayside as I've continually challenged myself and pushed myself into very uncomfortable places, sometimes purposefully. And yeah, we're heading into the fourth quarter, middle of October for whenever you're listening to the last 18 months have been rough. And I say that coming from a very privileged place. I did receive EIDL and PPP support. I service small businesses and larger businesses. I have a handful of different opportunities and they did not stop, nor did they slow down. I've worked every day since February of 2020. And I'm grateful for that. I'm also exhausted. (laughs) And my goodness, if I haven't seen more in these last 18 months, probably than the last 20 years combined. And if it wasn't for my ever-expanding, ever-evolving spiritual practice, yep, I said it, physical health, mental health, emotional health, and prioritizing all of those, I don't know where I would be right now. And I am proud to say that I'm more financially secure than I ever have been, that my businesses and my clients' businesses have all grown, both in income and impact, and more importantly, in personal satisfaction. Now, also full transparency, my financial consulting form is on the rocks. My business partner has decided to go her own way, and I fully support her in that And I wish her all the best. And I'm sharing this with you, not really because I can even get into it yet. It's still kind of a crazy situation. But because I, I just want you to know that it's not always easy. And nothing is ever as it seems. And I am right here with you, standing shoulder to shoulder in solidarity. And it's not easy. So with that, I kind of want to get it back to the beginning because I think that's where we all started. It's not easy. And we thought we were doing everything we were supposed to do. We would followed all the rules, ticked all the boxes, worked our fucking asses off. And we got to this point where we just couldn't keep pretending. We had to do the damn thing. And again, if you're listening to this, you either want to start your own business or you already have. Maybe you're like me and you've done this many, many, many times. The point is something pushed you. Something couldn't be tolerated any longer. And maybe it was just that dream, that hope, that wish, that solution that kept waking you up in the middle of the night. I'm not suggesting this needed to be a painful inception, but you drew a line in the sand, you looked at it, and then you walked over it, or you're looking at it right now. There was a before point and an after point. (laughs) And 
you suddenly realized you're going to have to figure out how to make all of this work, whether it's the day job or the kids or the familial expectations, your roles and responsibilities in life. And you also need to bring in this new idea, this new structure. And now I work with people and and I've done this a hundred times myself where you just kind of start helping. You just start serving and suddenly you've got more people to serve or more products to sell or more events to put on or more people to advise than you had really anticipated. Kind of surprised you. Or maybe you thought I'm going to be really great at this thing. And you set up the business and you got the business bank accounts going and you got the business cards and the logo and you set up the website and the social media platforms and you put yourself out there and the customers haven't quite shown up yet. And you're likely somewhere in between, right? You followed your heart. You finally said yes. And This episode is really about focusing on that initial balance. How do you juggle all of the balls, especially as people are just throwing new balls at you? The first thing that I notice is expectations. What do we expect of ourselves? What did we expect of this new business? The next big thing, as I like to call it. How do we step into that place of being the boss instead of the employee? We've created a whole new role and responsibility for ourselves, and we don't really know how to play that part yet. I've talked a lot about Amy Cuddy's presence, where she says, fake until you become it. (laughs) This is when we're faking it. And we really butt into our old fears, our old programming, our assumptions. And my friend, this is why small businesses fail is because this stage is so damn uncomfortable. Most people don't get beyond it. This is where my business partner is. She's freaking out because things aren't matching her expectations. And she's trying to fit a star into a square box and it's just not going to work and she can keep shoving. She'll get it in there with effort or with money or both, but it's going to be an ill fit. And this is why pivot was the word of 2020 in business in this inception phase in this liminal space. We keep adjusting. We keep evolving. We keep pivoting until it fits. And this is not you trying to fit into something. This is about finding where you beautifully, easily, effortlessly become that missing piece in the puzzle. Fake it until you become it. You're here because you followed your heart. We got here by trailblazing, rule-breaking, being rebels. It's why I speak to you, talk to you, call you out in every episode because I see you, I feel you, I am you. And it's not easy. It isn't. I don't, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not going to love and light it. You do have these resources though, and it's your heart, it's your mind, it's your feelings. And it's that energy that is bigger than all of us, that connects all of us, that we can tune into. And when you start making decisions from this holistic place, you look at the trigger point 
the point on this triangle, the point on the arrowhead, the point on the sword as the thing that prodded you forward. But then you look to the other points in this structure, whether you're thinking a triangle, a square, or a pyramid, or a cube, <laughs> but they all connect, they all support, they're all exchanging and interchanging with each other. And you can think of it like mind, heart, spirit, or the four legs of a table on which you can start to balance, or the foundations on which you can start to build. We broke through a constraint, an expectation, that status quo. We have told ourselves before we're stuck, and we will tell ourselves again we're stuck. This liminal phase can feel like stuck. If you're, if you're desperate for sales, if you're desperate for clients, buyers, or customers, if you've been trying something over and over again and it just doesn't feel like it's working, if you're too terrified to put yourself out there, if you're having that same conversation with your family or your friends or your employees or yourself, you're looping, you're stuck, but you've challenged that before and you can challenge your stories again. This is the phase where we begin the transformation and you got to start. And then there's the whole journey before you get to the destination. And we're going to talk about that a lot in the second episode of the liminal space and wrap it all up in the third. This is a little three-part series, a little mini series, if you will. Thank you for humoring me. Questions to ask yourself is how could this be easier? And I get a lot. I have whole episodes about this in season one with your decision-making process. I have a whole module on this in the anti-business school. Decision-making the patterning of your thoughts, your default tendencies, your habits. Most people like to call them, you know, and I get calls from potential clients. They know they have blind spots. They know there's things they don't know. But how do you know what you don't know? It's paradoxical, right? I think there's two questions I repeat over and over and over again. How will I know I've been successful at the end of this? What's the next best thing I could do to make everything else easier or potentially unnecessary? And that's not mine. That's Gary Keller's from the one thing. Credit where credit's due. Something is trying to get your attention. When you are feeling that point, that knife edge, that arrowhead point, the point on your pyramid or triangle or cube or square, <laughs> Pentagon, <laughs> Merkaba, something is trying to get your attention. Pay attention to it. I was speaking with a client the other day and we were, you know, going through the worst case scenarios. I'd say, well, what's the worst thing that could happen? She would say, well, I don't want to let that negativity in. I don't want to let that energy in. Why not? This is risk mitigation. This is business strategy 101. You understand the risks and don't get me wrong. There will always be things that are out of our control, out of our prediction that, you know, you don't know what you don't know. But that doesn't mean we just pretend away or love and light away the potential risks. I have that had that conversation with my business partner about some of the decisions that she wanted to make that have gotten us to where we're at. And I just said, if this goes tits up, if this completely flops, would you still be willing to do it? And she said, yes. And here we are. <laughs> 
So I'm not saying that just by mitigating risk or considering some of the worst case scenarios that when you get to them, it's going to be okay. No, no. I'm just saying when you think those things through, what you actually do is release the fear around them. If you have a worst case scenario possibility in your ether and your experience and your mind and your imagination, it's there. The only way to flush it out and release it is to call it out, pull it into your immediacy, examine it, look around at it, write it down, write down the repercussions, write down the risks, write down your fears. That's how you get them out of your way. Your fear is simply information. It's only until you identify it as something that might hold you back or keep you safe, essentially, keep you, keep you from taking action, that it becomes an obstacle. So pay attention to it. Allow it to get your attention. Then you can gently pat it on the head and push it aside. <laughs> we have to be willing to let go of the old way, which is so much easier said than done. Because the old way has served us. It has supported us. The fear and force that we've used to create all the success that we have right now got us here. And believe me, you, when you experience stress, triggers, fear, shame, that same pattern, the thing that has supported you, the fear and force, will show up immediately. It's only with practice that we retrain our brain. The neuroplasticity of reconnecting different neural pathways that enable us to respond slash react in a different way so that we can get different results. That's all that it's about. You'll hear me say it a thousand times, test it. It's design theory. Come up with a bunch of ideas. We synthesis, synthesize to create a pattern, AKA a strategy. We implement it, we test it. And then depending on how it goes, we start over. That means you take the information gained from implementing your strategy and you use that to improve the strategy or potentially quit that strategy and try something different. Now that might mean this first idea that you've had, this first business that you've launched, it's not working. That doesn't mean you're not working or it didn't work. There's a thousand variables. White knuckling something that makes you feel like shit, that's what you were doing. That's why it took you so long to get here. And we're, we're not going to keep doing it the old way. When we allow our whole operating system, AKA all of the information available to us, as in our mind, our heart, our gut, our knowing, our instinct, our imagination, the information that is seemingly showing up coincidentally, but truly is being called in to our decision-making for a reason. Someone told me our conscious mind is processing about 4,000 points of data in any given moment, where our subconscious mind is processing 5 billion points of data in any given moment. Then I was reading an article about, and it said something about how our conscious mind is aware of 1% of our experience where our subconscious mind is processing the other 99%. And then I kept seeing these data and these stats on what our conscious mind is able to cognitively process and what our subconscious mind is continually processing and the insane discrepancy between the two. 
And all that means is that what we're consciously able to understand is a a minuscule amount of everything that is happening, of what our reality truly consists of. How does that impact you? It just means there's so much information available. And this linear path of connecting the dots of the facts available to us on the news or in a book, it's just such a limited old school way of learning, living, and deciding. You have so much available to you and it takes practice to tune into all of it, to understand, well, is this a trauma response? Is this fear informing me or is this intuition? Is this my higher self? Is this my future self who's already been here before stepping in to help me out? All of that is possible. I had a mind blowing moment, I think in about 2018, where someone asked Well, if you right now are remembering a past moment and that feels like memory, who's to say you aren't just a memory of your future self right now? What the what? (laughs) That's time travel, my friend. But honestly, who's to say this isn't my future self remembering me, remembering my past self? It, It all lays on top of each other. And we can grab information from all of it. The past is just a story we're telling ourselves. The future is just a story we're telling ourselves. Why not write completely different stories that feel better, that feel good, that feel empowering? Every single challenge, problem, crisis, death you've experienced, the other side of that has been joy, has been expansion, has been growth, has been empowering, has been learning. Now, if you're yet to get there, you are in this liminal space and you can stay here as long as you want. You always have the choice of challenging your beliefs and your thoughts, challenging the status quo, asking yourself, how can this be easier? Even if it's just to let go of the resistance in this moment, in this challenge, in this fear and say, okay, I'm fucking struggling. But I know it's through the struggle that I grow and I'm not through it. But when I let down the resistance to it, the why me, poor me, fuck this, fuck that, fuck you and just be, well, shit, you tell me, you let me know what shifts. Once we start to trust that we're just in this space, we don't know how yet. We may never know how. We're doing something completely different. We're creating something completely different. We're starting something completely different. And maybe, maybe you haven't reinvented the wheel. Maybe you were selling widgets, but this is the first time you've done it and no one has ever done it the way you're going to do it. So of course you're not going to know how, and you're never going to feel ready. You're always going to feel like there's more to do. Can you both? And this is trust. And trust practiced to the point where it becomes belief is faith. Faith is the active choice to believe in something that isn't there. There is no tangible proof. There is no evidence. But until you have faith in you, in your ideas, in your solutions, they can't come to fruition. This is the imaginal techniques that Neville Goddard goes on about that Noah Lampert from Synchronicity Podcast 
introduced me to, where we truly sit in the space of imagining our future. And that can be tomorrow. I started with that, just imagining what an amazing tomorrow would feel like. Imagining me in that moment at the end of the day, laying in bed thinking, oh God, I am so grateful that my conversation went well, my clients felt served, that my email inbox got emptied, that I ate super healthy, that I went on an awesome five mile walk with my dog and it was gorgeous. I had a really cool conversation with my best friend. Oh, I'm so just impressed. I fit it all in. It was super easy. It felt fantastic. I feel so good. I can't wait. I can't wait for the next day. And just really letting myself feel that future self's experience. And then those days started happening. So I I started growing it. And I encourage you, there's so many different people out there. I feel like a lot of the people who listen to me probably listen to all of the people, Tim Ferriss, to Jessa Reed, to all of the authors that I talk about, to all of the you know religious doctrines that I've been fascinated by. I'll let you know when I feel like I've actually created some a technique, but in the interim, there's so many tools and resources out there. Try them. Figure out what works for you. Figure out how to integrate these practices into your day-to-day so that they serve you. They enable you to build that trust. They give you tools to put in your tool belt so that you can practice. And one of the other things that's going to happen in this space, and I know this might be you, but you've tried this before. You've started and birthed so many different businesses or ideas or concepts or events or solutions or products or services or businesses that it almost feels like an eye roll when you have another idea. Your friends and family don't even, they can't, they can't. (laughs) And you don't even feel like telling them anymore. It's almost shameful and embarrassing that you've got another idea. And here's the thing. This is what I always say. There will only ever be one that really, really captures you. But here's my addendum to that. There will only ever be one right now. And if you're anything like me, you're going to move through those pretty quickly. And you're going to move quicker and quicker. Some people are incredibly lucky. They have an idea. I was watching this band called Halem from Germany, Denmark, and Norway. They make ancient pagan folk music. What? They have 500 million subscribers on YouTube. They headline festivals around the world. Their production rivals that of some of the biggest bands, you know, like who would have ever thought? And I can tell these people have all been in bands before and they were not pagan electro folk. They were metal bands. They were rock bands. They were pop bands. They've... They have tried many different things. I think there's even some classical training in there, especially with the lead vocalist, the female vocalist. It wasn't until they followed their latest evolutionary passion and got to their deepest, darkest, probably most embarrassing role-playing Dungeons and Dragons selves that they stepped into this unbelievable place And their first album essentially established their record label. No one, just no one thought there, you know, they, I think they thought they'd play 
what are they? The like medieval festivals, <laughs> a Renaissance festival, or there's some interesting metal festivals in Germany and Sweden. I don't think anybody thought that they'd have more subscribers than some of the top 10 billboard pop artists. And yeah, that's the thing is, is like, start it. If it's keeping you up at night, if you're in this place, the inception phase of the liminal space where the ideas are coming in, you're getting really excited, you're getting really distracted, you're getting really scared, you're doing the right thing. You're exactly where you're supposed to be and you're preparing. So don't think that this needs to be forever. Don't think you need to get it right and perfect. You're not going to know how, and you're never going to feel ready. Plant the seed anyway. And now this might be invisible. This might feel like researching. This might feel like trolling other people's Instagrams or maybe cleaning up your feed. So you're seeing more and more of what you're trying to create and less and less of what you're getting away from. Maybe you're just having conversations with people. Maybe you're just saying out loud to someone who will be supportive Hey, I've got a new idea. Have you ever heard of dot, dot, dot? What would you think of blah, blah, blah? And if people don't get it, you're just not talking to the right people. A lot of my artist friends send me their work because the way that I witness and experience art is the way that I witness and experience art. They don't have people in their experience that can just be like, yeah, man, that's fucking cool. Like, here's, here's how that makes me feel. And usually there are people who are like, huh, what's the story you're trying to tell with that? Or why would like someone buy that? Or like, which gallery are you shopping that to? Find your people. And you don't need to share with like your friends and family may not be your target market. You might not know your target market. You might need to find an online community or group or even an online platform where you can share anonymously just to get used to sharing and putting yourself out there. This time is for shifting your day-to-day. The inception phase, the liminal space, it's where you take one, you realize you've got two feet in the old paradigm, two feet in the old world, two feet in your status quo, and you're about to take one step into something new. Now, some of us like close our eyes, you know, pinch our nose shut and jump off feet first into the deep end and we sink until we hit the bottom. Others of us might like lay down on the ground and peek our head over the edge. And some of us are probably going to, you know, stick a toe in, maybe dangle our feet and get, you know, a little bit of a better feeling for it. There's no right or wrong. All we're doing is starting to shift. And that, that fraction <laughs> was going to look different for all of us. There's no rush. Rushing comes from fear. Rushing comes from scarcity. Rushing comes from the old paradigm where this is a competition and there is one winner and everybody else is a loser. And for the most part, you've been playing to not lose. This is where everyone gets to win. You can create a win, win, win. I had a referral call me the other day who runs a language school not my first language school, by the way. It's funny. Some of the businesses that people have, I just think are so fucking awesome. And it's so fun to get to work with, to be industry agnostic and get to work with so many different visionaries who are doing amazing things in this world. But yeah, half of them I've never even thought of. 
but she's got three boys for any parents out there. They're seven, five, and four. That means she had a three-year-old and a two-month-old and a two-year-old. Like, I'm like sweating in my mouth about to throw up just thinking about it. And she is a very gifted instructor. Obviously, her biggest constraint is going to be the fact that there's only so many hours in the day when her children aren't trying to kill each other. (laughs) So how do you build a business in that? What kind of a business do you want to build in that? Obviously, because she's so good, and I'm sure you've experienced this, anytime you're talented at something, your people are going to say, well, you should sell that. Because the only way we know how to value something is by putting a dollar amount on that. You don't have to sell shit to start a business, my friend. You don't have to put a dollar amount on it. You don't have to do anything. That's why I love business. You get to make up the rules. You are in charge. You get to paint this picture. You get to put the puzzle together. And if at any point you don't like it or you get bored with it or it starts to feel gross, stop. You can try again. You can switch it up or you can start something else. If you are rushing, if you feel like you have to dot, 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 just challenge those beliefs. Those fears and force come from the old way. Not only is this a time of planting a seed of nurturing, of research, of shifting, this is also where you rest and rejuvenate. It is in this creation process that you heal from the old wounds of trying to do it their way. And it will take as long as it takes. And every time you're triggered, every time you find yourself defaulting into the rushing, into the competition, into the comparisonitis and the imposter syndrome, (laughs) all that's bullshit. It really is. It's your ego. It's your fear. It's just trying to keep you safe. And so like, it's bullshit in the sense that thank you Thank you so much. I know I don't want to feel pain. I don't know. I know I don't want to experience shame, but like I'm not dead yet. And I'm going to have to step into, I shouldn't say I have to. It will get uncomfortable as you learn and practice and step into any new space. Uncomfortable doesn't have to be bad. Uncomfortable is getting a tattoo. Uncomfortables going to the dentist for some of us is outright fucking terrifying, but I was going to say uncomfortable is the first time you have sex. (laughs) I don't think this is that podcast. I'm not editing that out. Much has been edited out, but not that one. (sighs) So yeah, I'm going to wrap it up here. This episode is about stepping into that balancing, the juggling, the comfort and the discomfort the transformation. You are going to come in one way, one person, one avatar and leave another. There might be 36 different avatars in between, and there will be 36 more, my friend. This isn't going to be forever. This is just for right now. The only thing that is real is right now. And what you're learning is how to create. You are stepping into a place where you are going to build something bigger than yourself, where you are going to serve many and in doing so serve yourself. 
This is a revolutionary, evolutionary process. You can do it. It can be fun. It can be scary as shit. And it will be everything. It is your fulfillment. It is the reward. It is the gold at the end of the rainbow. It is the pie in the sky. It is dream creation. It is turning you into the game maker. 